0: Hi, ma'am. I am Nadia and I'm from Zen Onco and it is an honor to have you with us on board today for today's knowledge sharing session. Um, to introduce Zen Onco and Love Heals Cancer, we guide cancer patients in their treatment journey with integrated oncology approach. And today's session is about spreading awareness and educating cancer patients. And Dr. Premita, it is such an honor to have you here today with us on such a busy schedule that you are. You're taking the time out to talk to us. It is such an honor, ma'am. Can I take this opportunity to introduce you, ma'am?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. So thank you, Nadia, for inviting me for this webinar. So I'll be more happy to explain much more things for the general people. Uh, yes, yes, yes. so this is uh, cancer which is like uh, uh, behind uh, which they don't know much so it, it should be uh, awareness uh, thing to the patients I mean not to the patients the exactly, general public ma'am.
0: exactly yeah. ma'am that is our intention and let me take this opportunity to introduce you ma'am let the world know who you are as and what, what all your what all your experiences so Uh, Dr. Premita is a radiation oncologist at HCG Cancer Center, Bangalore. She has completed her oncology studies at premier institutions and she has done her MBBS at MS Ramayya Medical College Bangalore DNB radiotherapy at Bangalore Institute of Oncology and diploma in radiotherapy at Kidwai Memorial Institute of Oncology. She's also a member of Association of Radiation Oncologists of India and European Society of Medical Oncology. Dr. Premita is specialist in radiation oncology and she has an She's an expert in head and neck malignancies, brain tumors, gynecology malignancies, thoracic, gastrointestinal malignancies, uro, urogenital malignancies. She has also extensive experience with technologies like 2D RT, 3D CRT, etc., etc. She has also conducted extensive research in prostate cancer, right? Um, Empathetical, very empathetical in her approach. I feel all, most of her patients' responses have taken her onto a different level with patient care, right? Ma'am, it is such an honor to have you with us today and I feel very honored to be talking to you today.
1: Thank you, thank you, Nadia. So a lot of
0: people who are going to be benefiting from this and the kind of awareness you are going to enlighten them with us, all of us today. So It's
1: my pleasure, yeah
0: yeah so shall, we shall move on to the q and a session ma'am All right yeah sure so please talk to us and enlighten us much more about the prostate cancer please ma'am go ahead the podium is yours
1: okay so the prostate cancer is a cancer which is uh, uh, which is uh, which affects the prostate gland which is present in the male uh, men so, this is a prostate gland. It is in between the uh, urinary bladder and the uh, uh, penis. So, it uh, it, is surround, it surrounds the urethra. Urethra is the tube which starts from the urinary bladder and comes out, uh, which uh, gives out the urine. So, this prostate gland, uh, it plays a role in hormone uh, stabilization in the body of men for uh, uh, especially testosterone. So what happens is as the age grows or uh, because of few other problems men uh, develop prostate cancer. So this prostate cancer as such is a a bit slow growing when compared to the other cancers and many times uh, this, this prostate cancer the patient the person doesn't come to know whether he is getting affected with prostate cancer. So, it goes to the stage uh, where it has spread, that is stage 4. That is, uh, many uh, people come with bone cancer, bone uh, metastasis. Metastasis means it has spread to the bone. So, this is called stage 4. Even when a person comes with stage 4 in prostate cancer, uh, the the person can be uh, treated and cured also. So, it is a little slow growing cancer. So, with this uh, introduction, uh, we have uh, initially this prostate cancer was given radiation in uh, two, three decades ago. But the uh, 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 patient uh, used to have a lot of toxicity because we didn't have that much of uh, higher advanced technology. And uh, there is a method called brachytherapy in which we introduce needles like uh, uh, 10 or 15 needles into the perineum that goes and sits in the uh, prostate and uh, radioactive uh, isotope has been introduced to treat this prostate cancer. So, this is a little tedious procedure and invasive. Uh, So, as of now, now uh, this present era, we have too many advanced technology called as IMRT, IGRT and SBRT. So with this, uh, actually prostate cancer patients get treated well and they, they are without any much toxicity and they lead a good quality of life. And also we have uh, plenty of hormone therapies for this prostate cancer uh, that uh, almost after 3-4 injections, uh, we record, uh, we look at a value called PSA, Prostate Specific Antigen. So, those p- prostate-specific antigen for many uh, many prostate cancer patients will have more than 100 and uh, more than uh, 600 and all. They come to a nil value, almost like 0.03, something like that value. So, with all this uh, available technology and uh, medicines, so prostate cancer people, even if they are in stage 4, which has spread to the other part of the body other than prostate, do live... Um, with a good quality of life. So, my st- uh, my research was on SBRT, that is stereotactic uh, body radiotherapy on prostate. Usually, with radiotherapy, we give uh, radiation for almost one and a half uh, months. So, daily, they have to come as a daycare ba- basis, on OPD basis, get the treatment, and they can go. That treatment will be for around 10 minutes to 20 minutes. So, this SBRT is for few patients so who have a disease within the prostate and it has not spread to other part, And this is only for five days of treatment. And uh, with this five days of treatment, the uh, tumor also decreases and they have a good quality of life. So uh, so our research also showed that uh, with the SBRT we have CyberKnife in which we had treated uh, prostate cancers and they had a very good quality of life and um, they are coming for regular follow up also.
0: Wow, <laughs> that itself shows how much it is. You know how extensively we have reached today in today's times, right, ma'am?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even to tell about cancer as such, uh, it was uh, such a dreadful disease in the past that it didn't have any medicine or it didn't have any treatment at all. And whenever it is like told, the person is suffering from cancer. So it is the end stage for their life. But now, even with cancer, they uh, stay for many more years, 10 years and 15 years also, and they have a good quality of life. So uh, nowadays, the cancer has become one of the comorbid diseases like hypertension, diabetes. So these patients with hypertension, diabetes, and all they live with medicines, Uh, for their lifelong. So, this cancer uh, also, uh, cancer-affected persons also live with cancer, but with a particular time of treatment, uh, like uh, uh, six months of treatment or uh, one year of treatment, and they they do live uh, with a good quality of life.
0: Wow. That is because of the extensive work and, you know, amazing experience and research that is done by you, people ma'am i mean doctors and researchers out there we are able to live at a time that we can be like this so kudos to you first of all (laughs) being a part of that huge team yeah thank you coming to uh, the -the state-of-the-art equipment these days used 2d uh, rt 3d rt 3d crt etc how do they help in providing the best treatment plan for the patient how do they work ma'am?
1: So uh, this is respect to radiation therapy. So radiation therapy is one of the treatment modality for patients of uh, cancer-affected patients. So we have uh, surgery, radiotherapy, and chemotherapy. So among these three, radiotherapy is one one among the treatment modality. Uh, So initially to start in uh, 1895 when X-rays was uh, uh, invented, so, that time itself, uh, this was shown that these X-rays or radioactive isotopes, uh, namely called radiotherapy, can treat a cancer tumor. Like it was, uh, uh, saw, it was tested on a skin cancer and it was seen that it had almost uh, disappeared from the skin and uh, almost a normal skin was uh, seen. So, from that time, uh, the research is happening and uh, advances are happening that um, now we are in a almost very higher technologies um, treating the cancers. So uh, coming to the starting 2D CRT, 2DRT is uh, only with two beams. I mean, two fields will be opened. Uh, so if this is the, uh, uh, this is the radiotherapy machine, this one will open and whatever radioactive isotope or uh, X-ray is there, that will be just opened. And on the patient, if the patient is underneath, on the patient, it will be delivered. So 2D RT is just a square or rectangular, and it will uh, penetrate from skin to the uh, skin to skin. X rays or any radiation is it penetrates from skin skin to skin. So with that, uh, what was happening is uh, patients used to have a lot of uh, problems. Uh, they used to have. Uh, uh, difficulty to swallow or uh, difficulty uh, like lot of uh, uh, loose stools, lot of bubble movements and all. So as the days went on, we ha- we came up with linear accelerator. So these linear accelerator with higher technologies could uh, uh, reduce these toxicities, and they are uh, being uh, the machine opens the X rays or the isotopes in such a way that it uh, delivers the beam. One tumor is there or the adjacent um, where the tumour might be there. So it has been designed, the RACE delivery is being designed such that it only affects the tumour and the required dose is delivered to the tumour and with these higher technologies like uh, 3D conformal radiotherapy, IMRT, Intensity Modulated Radiotherapy, IGRT, Image Guided Radiotherapy and SBRT, Stereotactic Body Radiotherapy, we are to the extent that we go for a higher dose to the tumour so that tumour is very well destroyed. In the previous uh, like two, three decades ago, we used to deliver lesser dose such that we respect the normal structures which are around the tumour such that the patient should not suffer with the complications of radiotherapy. So now that is not an um, obstacle for us. So we can go for a higher dose Uh, such that we destroy the tumour and we, with the technology available, we are around the tumour and its functionality is being made. So uh, with this, uh, we have come well ahead uh, with uh, SBRT and also even in brachytherapy, we have uh, too many techniques uh, that we are giving a very good quality of life to a cancer patient who is suffering with the cancer.
0: Wow. It's amazing to see how intense the work is. It's amazing to see. Right, ma'am. So with uh, respect to breast cancer, uh, could you tell us how it's caused, what are its symptoms, what are the treatment, post-treatments and even the myths and the stigmas attached to it, ma'am?
1: Huh. so breast cancer is uh, one among the cancers uh, that, that is affected to female mainly women and it is the almost uh, uh, it, it tops the all, all cancers now uh, present era uh, previously it was cervix actually uh, especially when we take india population the first cancer uh, which was very much prevalent was cervix but now, because of our lifestyle changes and many more things which we have adopted from Westerns, so we, have, we, are, uh, we are seeing patients more with breast cancer. So, even in breast cancer, uh, to tell about the cause, first is cause, etiology. So, to, to tell about the cause, it is like... Um, uh, previously, it is told that uh, pay, uh, ladies get breast cancer who never had kids. Who have not uh, uh, reproduced uh, babies? So, in the sense, uh, the, uh, there is uh, hormones like estrogen, woman, uh, which uh, keeps uh, fluctuating in days uh, during their uh, menstruation. I mean, uh, reproduction time. So. Uh, the when they have a regular cycle of estro, I mean uh, periods, uh, they are uh, having estrogen and progesterone equally uh, distributed among fifteen days and fifteen days. So when a uh, lady gets pregnant, uh, so that estrogen uh, production is decreased in the lady who uh, has a baby in her womb and three months. And then uh, after the baby, I mean delivery of the baby, again, uh, this uh, estrogen uh, reduction in the body exposure is uh, reduced for another uh, one year or some time. Like when, uh, till the time the lady feeds her baby uh, effectively. So almost like uh, six months of period, estrogen will be very less. Beyond that, when the milk production is uh, getting decreased, the estrogen will increase. So with this, uh, previously in our Indian scenario or uh, anyway, women used to uh, have uh, plenty of kids, like uh, 10 or 12 kids. So if we see, they they were not affected with breast cancer at all. So at present scenario, uh, we have uh, decreased uh, having kids to one or two. And we are seeing that uh, uh, patients, I mean, people come with breast cancer and mainly who didn't have kids at all, they used to definitely come with breast cancer. So this was the cause told before and one more cause is obesity, more the obese, estrogen exposure is more again. So that is another cause and uh, similarly physical activity, lesser the physical activity, uh, again our obesity will increase. So third one and another one is uh, of course the addiction like uh, alcohol and uh, tobacco addiction. So this will also uh, tend to increase the risk for breast cancer. So off late when we see uh, now recently like uh, even a lady with 25 years uh, who is a Muslim lady, usually Muslim ladies get married very early like uh, less uh, even when they are less than 18 years and all. And uh, even these Ladies come with breast cancer and uh, so they get, early, uh, they get married early and they have kids also. Uh, so uh, even they are getting affected. So in the sense, uh, this uh, concept of uh, uh, childbearing has, uh, has gone away to much extent that even uh, younger ladies are coming with breast cancer. Uh, this I would put probably because of our lifestyle changes and food adulteration in our uh, day-to-day uh, food intake. Like uh, we get crops which are uh, much uh, cultivated with insecticides and pesticides and many chemicals, and the farmers are uh, want uh, yield. They want to have a more yield, and they uh, pump in so many things, uh, like uh, oxytocin in, in uh, hen so that it is shown bigger and it is fleshy and similarly even in uh, injecting so many dyes and chemicals to make it look fresh. So these are the chemicals uh, and uh, the whatever uh, injections and dyes are affecting our body and uh, we are mo- more prone to develop cancer. So what all was the scenario before that is not uh, following. So. Each and every person can develop cancer. Uh, So that is the present uh, era now. So we have to be little careful about uh, our food intake and other uh, consumptions what we are having right now. And also one more is lifestyle changes. So uh, to specially talk about breast cancer. uh, Nowadays, women uh, do not have gym activity. It's not that uh, we had a gym building uh, previously 50 years back and the ladies were going to gym. So now, uh, but they had a gym activity at home. Like uh, they had um, what to call, um, uh, to make uh, rice into flour, they used to have that boulder and uh, this thing to crush it. And so many things like to make uh, idli batter or whatever they used to have that uh, grinding uh, thing and so many activities they were uh, having like uh, even they used to go to field and work in the field also. So they the previous generation women had a lot of gym activities that we do not have now. Our physical activity is very much less and a homemaker definitely can make a cooking within 30 minutes or one hour with the available uh, mixy grinder and too many stuffs, microwave oven and that this and all. So with this, our physical activity has come down and uh, nowadays the women are working and they want to be very fast in their cooking or food. And so we have all this wiki and so many things that we order it to home. And we never know what is being uh, done in the cafeteria or, or restaurant, how it is being cooked, what all they add. So we are uh, moving more towards depending on the restaurants and portals and also our physical activity has come down so because of this breast cancer is increasing so right. otherwise huh, so otherwise about the myth it is not only uh, females can get breast cancer even males can develop a breast cancer So, that is also increasing nowadays. Uh, Male are also affected with breast cancer. And uh, other myths with breast cancer is, so, uh, similar to prostate cancer, yeah, breast cancer is little aggressive. It is not that uh, low-risk cancer. It is aggressive and uh, it can, uh, in the initial stage also, it can spread to the other parts of the body. But uh, we have uh, so many medicines and technology that even uh, stage 4 disease can be cured and they have a good quality of life. Uh, nevertheless, to tell, uh, early the stage, early the treatment, uh, better the patient. But uh, not to worry, in case if they are uh, diagnosed in stage 4, also we have uh, certain medicines and uh, uh, technology that we can
0: treat them and they do good. And uh, then yeah. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. I completely understand when you say this because uh, lifestyle does play a major role, major role when it comes to any cancer actually. So yeah. Regarding head and neck cancers, ma'am, we see that mostly on a rising rising trend these days. It is um such a rise that the treatments only for finding uh, the right treatment plan for the patient is very hard because each patient and each uh, each patient is unique whatever reason they have come and they, the way their body reacts to the treatment is different could you enlighten us more on this
1: so head and neck cancer is caused by tobacco okay so the, this is the one among the first cause to tell about head and neck cancer um, the more the exposure to the tobacco in any form cigarette or BD or anything of the uh, original tobacco uh, so definitely the person can definitely affect with head and neck cancer and other than head and neck cancer also lung cancer and esophagus and many more cancer uh, tobacco plays a role too uh, for the incidence of cancer so otherwise especially in head and neck uh, uh, nowadays uh, maybe because of lifestyle changes again i have to uh, stress on this uh, even uh, patients with uh, 25 years of old without any addiction or without any habit of uh, tobacco they do develop uh, uh, mouth uh, tongue cancer or uh, throat cancer so nowadays that uh, even uh, people who have not uh, got exposed to the tobacco also come with the cancer. So, this cause, I have to stress and tell. And otherwise, um, so head and neck cancer uh, is a cancer uh, which can affect your uh, day-to-day activity, mainly the food intake because a tumor will be there on a tongue or uh, in the cheek or any part of the neck. Uh, wherein the food starts the uh, preliminary aspect of the food intake is from the mouth so it gets affected uh, so otherwise uh, head and neck cancer uh, as such uh, whenever a person has any swelling in the mouth they can just look into their into the mirror with wide open mouth and uh, check whether they have any swelling because uh, cancer anytime is a uh, non-painful Uh, lump or tumor so many times yeah they get to missed out they it is just a small swelling which is which goes unnoticed one is which goes unnoticed even if it is noticed because it is not causing any pain uh, people tend to ignore it they just uh, leave it because it is not causing pain Only when we have pain we go to a doctor so any lump in any part of the body uh, which which has been there for a long time and it is showing a change that is increasing change or uh, increase i mean uh, changing in its structure the shape please report to a doctor please show it to a doctor uh, so uh, one among them is seen from the by a mirror so you, you can have a mirror in front of you and with a wide open mouth, we can look at if any change, discoloration in the mouth and any lump or a small swelling is there which is little, uh, looks abnormal, it has to be shown to a doctor. One more thing is uh, leukoplakia, condition called leukoplakia wherein the mucosa of the mouth, there is a change in the color rather than being pink or reddish pink, it will be white. So whenever this kind of leukoplakia, whitish changes are there, it has to be shown to the doctor. So other than that, uh, if a person is affected with uh, head and neck cancer, uh, tongue cancer, or uh, cheek cancer, or throat cancer, um, so after confirmation of histopathology, lab testing, uh, they had, uh, first option is surgery. If it is, surgically amenable if it can be removed by surgery without much uh, morbidity in the sense without much change in their quality of life so surgery will be done and then there is a role of radiation and chemotherapy so there there might be few high-risk features that it can come back again so with the lab report we uh, look whether they have any high-risk feature that it can come back and if there are few points then uh, the person has to undergo radiation and chemotherapy. Right. So, other than that, uh, in head and neck cancer, there are few places like ocal cord ocal cord cancer, the voice box cancer, can be treated with radiotherapy alone in a very early stage. Like stage 1 and 2, it can be definitely treated only with radiotherapy. If it right. crosses stage 3 and all, uh, it has to be treated along with chemotherapy. So, if uh, that patient is not subjected to surgery because they will be losing the voice. They cannot speak uh, in their uh, uh, future life. So, Mm -hmm. radiotherapy plays a very important role in preserving the organ. So, voice box is preserved here. So, similarly, whenever there is a uh, cancer in the throat or lower than the throat, radiotherapy and chemotherapy definitely plays a very uh, effective part and it cures them and their uh, functions of swallowing and all is uh, maintained very well as good quality of life because because of the advanced technology which I had mentioned before, something like for treatment like IMRT and above, definitely they have a better quality of life yes, ma'am. Uh, with the radiotherapy. Yes, so, ma'am. And one more aspect I have to tell in head and neck is it can recur back, especially uh, patients who had uh, tobacco uh, exposure. So there is uh, chances that it can recur back. And also, uh, we can address it again with the surgery or radiation. Uh, 10 years back, uh, we used to never uh, give re-radiation. That is, again, radiation was not given to a patient who was already irradiated. So now that option, I mean, uh, now we are uh, we have this um, boon of uh, higher technology that we can do re-radiation, and because of this, we can see patients living much more long years. So previously, head and neck cancers, most of the patients used to live two years or three years or uh, highly like five years, but now patients are do live for much longer time also.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, ma'am. Also, talk to us more about gynecological treatments, ma'am. Gynecological malignancies and urogenital malignancies. What
1: would your Uh, enlightenment be there? Yeah. Gynecological malignancies or uh, the cancers which are affected in the reproductive parts like uh, uterine, uterus, cervix um, and in males, testes. Uh, sorry, gynecology is uterus, cervix and ovary. So, uh, in gynecology, uh, the cervix was the, ha- used to have a very higher incidence of cancer in women. And uh, to tell with respect to radiotherapy, uh, radiotherapy can treat the cervix cancer even with stage 3 disease, like higher disease. And we have patients who come on follow up even after 10, 15 years also, and they do good and they are living. So, with only radiotherapy, they have 15 years back also when radiation was given. So, it has cured those kind of patients also. So, cervix is very much curable, uh, treat uh, curable cancer. And another one is offline uterine cancer is becoming more. Um, because of uh, uh, few menstruation uh, irregularities and all. But otherwise also, uterine cancer can be detected early because of abnormal bleeding uh, during the periods, abnormal bleeding tendencies and irregular periods. And because of the uh, bleeding per vagina, uh, endometrial cancers are diagnosed at early, ca- early stage, stage 1 itself. And with the surgery, uh, the treatment ends maybe few patients with uh, more than stage 1b or 2 needs radiotherapy and uh, coming to the signs or uh, symptoms to detect by themselves whenever a lady has a white discharge per vagina foul smelling and uh, uh, it has been there for a long time uh, they need to have a checkup and whenever there is a irregular uh, menstruation, irregular periods, they need to get a checkup done. And uh, we have uh, pap smears, which can be done uh, every three years for uh, patients. Uh, for a peer. This is a screening method, pap smear. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it can be done every three years and uh, they can come to know whether they are going to develop cancer or not. So at... Uh, that is called in situ, carcinoma in situ. So when that is tackled at uh, carcinoma in situ stage, uh, that is surgery has to be done. So they will be free of uh, cancer for their life. So screening is one of the method to uh, prevent uh, uh, cancer, like uh, uh, upcoming of cancer in a person. So otherwise, any irregular, like uh, any... Uh, coming to urogenital. So yeah. when there is uh, any difficulty in urination or uh, called hematuria, bleeding urine or any change in the frequency of urine, uh, people have to get it checked up with a urologist or if it is a female patient with a gynecologist uh, so that anything uh, abnormal can be addressed at a very early stage. So, uh, other than that, in urogenital, it is the urinary bladder which is affected uh, most of the time. So, uh, surgery plays a main role. But uh, otherwise, uh, when it crosses like stage two or something, radiation also has its uh, role in uh, treating uh, urinary bladder. Yeah, ma'am. Without uh, and uh, having a this thing uh, graft placed. So, otherwise, I told about prostate in my. Uh, earlier discussion so prostate is also curable and other than that any uh, private uh, genital region when it uh, gets affected with cancer definitely it can be cured so when whenever they see a abnormal uh, swelling or abnormal change in the skin uh, that can be made out they need to report to the doctor so that it is managed at the early stage the first stage itself.
0: Right, ma'am. Right. What about brain tumors, ma'am, and their treatment procedures? What would you have to say about brain tumors for us?
1: Um, brain tumors. Um, uh, there are uh, different uh, brain tumors. So, uh, which is a little aggressive tumor. Uh, so neurosurgeons. Uh, it is uh, diagnosed whenever patient has, whenever a person has epilepsy that is fixed. And whenever a person has headache, uh, uncontrolled headache, uh, it is not managed with the medicines, uh, we get MRI. And whenever there is a, a tumor in the brain, uh, neurosurgeons try to remove it or only biopsy is done because uh, brain is the, is a part, I mean, organ, which controls our whole body. Mm. So uh, only biopsy will be done so that uh, the other uh, Part of the brain is not much affected, even a small uh, damage to small, uh, less than 0.1 uh, centimeter of the brain can affect our body. Right. So they do, uh, they do uh, to some extent the removal of the tumor or only biopsy and further uh, going on, it is treated with radiotherapy, being destroyed with radiotherapy. And uh, people do live uh, for even five years. So whenever uh, around 10 years back to say, whenever patient had a brain tumor, we used to just tell that they might live for just six months or a year, but now it is not the scenario. They do live more than five years also. So other than that, uh, there are plenty of other brain tumors which can be definitely tackled. And uh, uh, other than cancer, cancer, uh, person people come with meningioma these are called benign so in tumours there are uh, sectors called benign tumours and uh, neoplasm uh, malignancy so benign are uh, those uh, swellings or tumours which uh, persist which are there uh, for uh, many years uh, many times they don't cause any problem but they might be growing very gradually very slowly and uh, at one point uh, it might to be compressing on a particular structure or to tell in within the brain that it is causing some problem in the body. So that time when it has been diagnosed uh, it is being removed by the neurosurgeon if it is not removed or many times it comes back again. so at that point of time we deliver radiotherapy to abort its growth to control its growth so that it doesn't grow further. So radiotherapy plays a very uh, major role in brain tumors, uh, for cancer tumors also, also for the benign tumors which persist for a long time. And other than that, um, many uh, conditions uh, called ADM, arteriovenous malformations, a few Parkinson's diseases are treated for Alzheimer's. These are all in a trial basis, but uh, definitely radiotherapy has a major role in
0: brain tumors. Wow, okay. Yes, radiotherapy means, ma'am, you are a radio, uh, radiation oncologist. You definitely know, yes. Right. So, moving on to thoracic gastrointestinal cancers, ma'am. Okay,
1: thoracic. Thoracic is, uh, uh, has the lungs, Yeah and uh, other few structures, heart and all. Uh, So most of the lung cancers are affected due to tobacco chewing or um, smokers do tend to develop uh, lung cancer. So uh, one is definitely no tobacco uh, is one of the things. One more is if the person is uh, having a long addiction of uh, tobacco, uh, we can ask them to get a CT scan, low dose CT scan, to find out whether uh, they are they are going to develop lung cancer. So CT scan again, it has exposure uh, limitation. So it is exposure. So uh, not this is not recommended much in the screening. But whenever we have a suspiciousness that a patient might develop uh, lung cancer, so we ask for low-dose CT scan. So this is on screening of lung cancer. Then uh, esophagus uh, cancer is the cancer of food pipe. So after swallowing, it goes through a long pipe to the stomach. Yes. So uh, majority of people who have uh, definitely tobacco again and a lot of spicy food, tend to develop this uh, esophagus food-pipe cancer and stomach cancer. So, when they have irregular habits of food uh, and uh, unhygienic food being consumed or uh, highly spicy food when they consume, uh, so these people tend to develop uh, esophageal cancer. And other than that, uh, um, gastrointestinal, uh, there are colon cancer, the large intestine cancer, and uh, rectum cancer. So these these are all well uh, treated at present. Uh, it is not like before. And uh, there are combination of treatment, as I told, uh, like surgery, radiotherapy, and uh, chemotherapy. Uh, so they can also be well treated.
0: Ma'am, also what about rare cancers, like small intestine cancers? Um, what would you have to suggest about that?
1: Yeah, uh, there are few cancers which are very rare. So we do a very uh, high molecular studies on them, on the tissue uh, extracting from the cancer. And uh, the main uh, treatment is removal, that is surgical removal. And uh, if required, radiation and chemotherapy is also given.
0: Right. Right. Also, in your experience, ma'am, as a radiation oncologist, um, do, have you come across a rare and challenging situation that actually was a huge challenge for you in your career, ma'am?
1: Uh, each time now, because of the higher technology, and uh, we tend to see recurrence. So it is not like uh, before that, uh, that was a fresh case of cancer. And uh, we have uh, the treatment modality, the protocol that we follow. But now, it, uh, in the present uh, situation, it is like they come with recurrent cancer. Again, they come with the cancer in the same place or in another place. So it becomes uh, too challenging that uh, what kind of treatment would uh, be uh, helpful then for them. Um, so in that scenario, we have MDT, like uh, multidisciplinary tumor board meetings, where right. all uh, three doctors, like surgical doctors, radiation doctors, and chemotherapy doctors sit together and discuss about uh, these patients and come to a conclusion. So otherwise, uh, uh, there are uh, few cancers, uh, like uh, uh, I had a patient, uh, young patient, uh, Around 11, 10 years, 10 years of old, who had zero stomia pigmentosa. So it is a very rare condition, especially in India. These are seen in Western countries, uh, in white people, white skin people. So this is very rare. Even there, it is little rare. It is very rare in India. And uh, this zero terma pigmentosa with high, uh, I mean, uh, uh, skin exposure. I'm sorry, sunlight exposure. There is a tendency for it to turn to malignancy, cancer, skin cancer, squamous cell carcinoma, basal skeletal carcinoma mainly. So, uh, she had developed the skin cancer in those pigments in her uh, face. So, one was on the left side of her uh, cheek, which started growing bigger and bigger. And she had uh, the removal of the eye itself. So, she was with only one eye. And uh, so, there was a repeated uh, occurrence of skin cancer in other parts of the faces also. So, at that point, my dermatology colleague had uh, referred to me. And she had multiple uh, uh, cancers in the skin, in the face, face and head. So, uh, I did treat her with the radiation. Again, I told you in the beginning, skin cancer is very well treated in radiation. So I did treat uh, her with radiation. If it was uh, 10 years or 15 years ago, she wouldn't have been touched. Uh, so either removal of that and uh, they would have left, they wouldn't have gone for radiation. But because we have higher technology, I had taken her up uh, with uh, all IMRT electrons and also Tomotherapy therapy machine, which we have uh, now. So with this, that uh, tumor had almost disappeared. And um, moreover, to tell, uh, in the initial phases, we used to only open one beam and only target at one part of the, uh, I mean, one place. But uh, as I told, this was uh, different places. One, two on the scalp, one uh, next to the lateral canthus, another one, uh, two on the forehead and one on the cheek, uh, many places, one was mainly on the uh, nasal part, nose which was extending uh, deep inside to the maxilla, the bone which is next to, the, I mean, cheek. Right. So these many were treated at uh, at the same instance, avoiding the eye and many more normal structures in the face. So okay. we, could, we could treat her well with the, the higher technology and her uh, the skin lesions also had disappeared. But unfortunately, after... Uh, two three months she had come with um, lip cancer because of biting or repeated irritation with the teeth she had lip cancer so that I had treated with brachytherapy so that also had disappeared and later on she developed a node in the swelling in the neck so that was like open wound usually open wound and none of the surgeons had And uh, that also I just treated with a palliative dose and it uh, almost went inside, it it almost went away to tell. So it got closed, the skin got closed and it went away. Uh, So that was a little uh, challenging case that uh, I had to do repeated radiation. And uh, yeah, by God's grace, uh, she was doing well. Now she is uh, lost for follow-up. But I had a good result in her. Similarly, we have... uh, Like these re-radiation when I speak, they do well. Uh, Lung, uh, I mean, a patient had a base of tongue cancer, something like throat cancer, and he got treated with all these three modality of treatment. So this was uh, five years or ten years back. And again, now he developed... uh, uh, Again, two years back, he developed again cancer in the throat and it was removed. And again, he developed cancer in the tracheostomy. They do a fold for him to breathe. So that uh, the surgeon couldn't touch it. So we gave radiation and uh, it almost disappeared. And he's doing good. Wow. So amazing, ma'am. We, amazing work. So we do brilliant job in this re-radiation. Uh, so we, we feel good for that, actually. I'm feeling
0: so good talking to you only about it. I can imagine yourself. Mm -hmm. Ma'am, moving on to stomach cancers and the right kind of nutrition. We are seeing stomach and colon cancers on such a rise. Is this got something to do with nutrition? If so, um, what would be your advice to the right kind of nutrition to our viewers out here? Stomach cancer, um, yeah.
1: So mainly to... Start with uh, stomach cancer was, uh, as I told, high spicy food, irregular foods, and many more things tobacco, alcohol, mainly alcohol. But now, uh, with our lifestyle changes and the stress that we want to earn more money, the educated people tend uh, forget about the lifestyle changes and uh, they are into uh, computer works, a lot of computer works, uh, especially those software uh, people. Who keep looking into the computer and right. yeah they are into a lot of stress and uh, they have irregular habit of uh, food and uh, they tend to have all adulterated foods and also it is becoming little more but uh, diagnosis also many times it, they come with stage three or stage four even now. Uh, Because it is there in the stomach, which is not causing much problem. And when it starts uh, infiltrating or uh, extending to the other organ, that time it causes problem and they do come. So to avoid it, uh, definitely uh, we need to change our lifestyle. We should have a good amount of uh, sleep, that eight hours of sleep. Right. Minimum six hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep and good food habits home-cooked food, plenty of vegetables uh, um, to some extent uh, to reduce non-veg would be recommended. Hmm. In the sense, balanced food will be a better option to go for lots of vegetables. And uh, along with that, uh, uh, they should all these, um, what to tell, uh, bicarbonated uh, drinks. Oh my God, Yeah. (laughs) cola and so many things. Uh, so those things have to be avoided. So of late, uh, if we see, because it is available in the mar- market, kids are uh, drinking it very much, uh, the uh, soda drinks. So they are uh, taking them in a high uh, intake. Uh, so these uh, additional items of intake should be reduced and we should... Uh, uh, maintain ourselves with a good, uh, healthy practice. Our lifestyle yeah. should uh, change, especially whatever stress-induced uh, are there. We should try to avoid them.
0: Yes, ma'am. Definitely. Yeah. So, moving on to my last and final question, ma'am, to um, talk to us, to uh, talk to us about palliative care, and what. Are your views to our caregivers out there? What are your inputs to them?
1: So, coming to the management of palliative care, palliative care is given to a a person who's got affected with cancer or uh, something uh, that has gone to a very advanced stage. That uh, and uh, we, we have a certain uh, role with surgery. The tumor can be removed. Palliative chemotherapy is started. In the chemotherapy, also, almost the advanced stage comes to a treatable stage. Yeah, the
0: but...
1: cancer come, uh, da- gets stage and uh, they are uh, treatable. And apart from that, again, to tell as a radiation oncologist, we have a big role in palliative care uh, with the uh, a tumor which bleeds a lot. So, whenever there is a profuse bleeding from the tumor, which cannot be controlled either by medicine or with uh, any of the compressing uh, physical activity, uh, the bleeding. So, one single dose or two two times treatment will definitely arrest the bleeding. And further on moving, they can go for a full radical uh, intent of treatment. So similarly, apart from bleeding, um, there are many more things like a patient has uh, spinal metastasis, spinal cord is getting compressed. And um, because of that, uh, they will have neurological deficit, that is, uh, they will have some uh, weakness in the limbs, upper limb or lower limb, or sometimes urinary bladder dysfunction. So radiotherapy, giving radiotherapy, that is just five days of treatment or 10 days of treatment. It is not one and a half month of treatment. this dose can uh, reduce their neurological deficit uh, uh, they come back to the activity when it is in the initial phase of uh, weakness they do definitely come back to their normal activity and they start walking so radiotherapy and chemotherapy definitely has a very good role in uh, palliative care they are moving on we can give a radical intent of treatment otherwise uh, going to the hospice Care of the person uh, whom we cannot treat much or has become very weak, that uh, he cannot tolerate any of the treatment. But, um, the caregivers has to have uh, too much of patience and empathy. So they should uh, take care of that person as a kid, as a small baby or infant. And have a lot of patients as we we have to have a lot of patients uh, looking uh, taking care of an infant, small baby. So, similarly, these patients also have to be taken care with a lot of patients. Uh, so, they need uh, the especially the caregiver should have a good mental stress uh, strength, yeah. they should have a good mental strength and uh, they should. Uh, think that they are giving a very good uh, uh, I mean more to tell uh, they are more a motivation yeah motivation and more empathetic towards uh, taking care of that uh, person so their stress has to be relieved uh, so they have to patient or pranayama if they do those things they their energy gets boosted. And definitely, they will take care of those kind of hospice care. Uh, they can give a good hospice care to the palliative uh, uh, ridden person also. So, right, ma'am. So, in this palliative care, we have a special oncology sector called integrative oncology system. Right. So, they take care of the... They get involved in the pain of the patient. Uh, so, many cancer patients uh, become very uh, like they they have too much of pain that is not controlled with simple medicine. So we have integrative oncologists who look into this uh, pain management and they relieve the pains very well. And also we have uh, many advances in those things that it has been the the pain causing agent nerve is being blocked and they have a good pain relief. Other tips and uh, all uh, suggestions for the uh, caretaker how to take care of that particular patient. Yes, ma'am. So we have the separate sector called integrative oncology whose help can be very much uh, taken.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Finally, thank you so much, ma'am. It was so great talking to you. I mean, there is so much knowledge being shared here and I can imagine our viewers, you know, having said this they must be taking back so much from it right now Um, in all honesty I myself have I have been So many new things that I got to know through this video itself uh, makes me think of the whole whole study of cancer only very differently. And thank you so much, ma'am, for that. Thank you so much for it. I'm sure this conversation is going to benefit so many people out there. It has been such a pleasure and an honor that you have taken the time out of your busy schedule to do this with us. Thank you so much. Your guidance is utmost important for people out there looking for what they have to.
1: Yeah, ma'am? Yeah, thank you, Nida. I would uh, finally like to tell all cancer-affected persons or patients that if they have a good positive will, definitely they can fight against it and come over. So along with that, uh, as you told, that caretakers who are with uh, cancer-affected people, they should also motivate the patient to get uh, good treatment done Uh, Yeah, definitely, there are few problems with the chemotherapy and radiation and surgery that they have to go through for a certain amount of time, like uh, three months or six months. So after that, they come back to their normal life. So the good motivation and good willpower to the patient, patient taking the cancer as uh, I will uh, fight against it, I will come over it, will point uh, to the patient to come out of the cancer And definitely I have seen that whoever take it as like have a good hope and positive will, they do come over the cancer very well without much problem. So with this last uh, wording, I would uh, thank you, Nida, for bringing me and uh, making me to uh, talk about uh, the cancer and its awareness. Uh, I'm really, I I thank you.
0: Thank you, ma'am. It has been our pleasure and let me thank you on, on behalf of Zenonco and Love Heals Cancer too, ma'am. Thank you so much for being with us today and hope you have a beautiful day ahead. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, thank you. Nita. Same to you. Yeah.